Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This week it's episode 282 and we're talking about Leipzig and Rostock and Berlin and, and the end of Indie Germany. Yeah, it's been a great trip going through Germany. Five weeks, five cities, that was the plan. <laughs> but as you've heard, we spent longer than five weeks and went to more than five cities. We're not very good at this planning, planning <laughs> luck. <laughs> Well, no, I think this, the secret to a good trip is to plan and to, to make some plans quite fixed. Like, you know, maybe you've got your travel plans fixed. Maybe you've got one, I don't know, maybe you've got just the beginning and the end fixed. I don't know. And then, and then be flexible. It's just we're slightly better at being flexible. <laughs> or maybe it's just that we're a little bit more inept than some... Well, last week we were speaking about our rail pass. This is the German rail pass that we got from acprail.com. And uh, we were saying that because of a bit of a muck up on our side with that because we suck. that planning lark, <laughs> and um, also because it, it just made more sense, we didn't use one of our travel days early on in the trip to get from Munich to Nuremberg. And instead, we had an extra day to play with at the end of our trip. So last week we left you on Hamburg, and today we're going to talk about our trip from there to Rostock to Berlin. And then uh, with our last day of our pass, we went down to Leipzig and back to Berlin again. Yeah, it was a great day. We had a really, really good time. So where should we start in Rostock? Yeah, I think so. Well, I should start in Hamburg, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we were in Hamburg. There we were in Hamburg, <laughs> that sunny day. <laughs> Smooth. So yeah, we started by leaving our, ho- our hostel, uh, the A&O hostel in Hamburg, and we made our way to the S-Bahn station. Because we were using the, uh, the rail pass, we were able to use the S-Bahn uh, trains as well as the the big trains that we were taking during the mm. day so that was great yeah um, i mean i think if we were just traveling oh no it's true if you usually in germany if you buy a ticket from one city to another city you don't have to go from the main station you can buy it from an s-bahn station it doesn't cost any more so that's quite a good trick i'd always thought well in new zealand certainly when you have one train Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> in the whole country, they, they, they pass around. There is there's, there's one main train line from Auckland to Wellington, and there's a few suburban trains, but it's a different company, and, and you could never get one ticket. But you know, I always think that if I'm going from one city to another city, I have to go to the main station and catch a train from there, or I have to buy a ticket from wherever I am to the main station. But no, in this case, well, we already had the tickets, but. Um, it was good not to have to walk the 15 minutes to the main station. We could just catch the, the S-Bahn mm. into the city. And uh, we found us found our platform, but unfortunately the uh, the platform number changed about five minutes before, or maybe about 10 minutes before yeah. the train was due to leave. While I was off buying a cup of coffee. Yeah, so I, l- <laughs> I got myself all laden up like a donkey, <laughs> one bag on the front, one bag on the back, and kind of trundled up the stairs and Craig found me. <laughs> yeah, I turned around with along. a cup of coffee and saw Linda with, uh, yeah, all, all of our possessions on her back. Well, uh, your bag was on the front, <laughs> technically. We don't have much stuff, but it is everything we own and it's a little bit heavier than uh, one person can really carry comfortably. Well, uh, it was a comfortable ride up to Rostock. The passes give you first-class access, so it was nice to sit and relax and do some work on the way up. 
And then when we got there, we were about, I don't know, 20 minutes, half an hour early for a meeting with an old friend of ours. So the train station in Rostock is about that far away from the center of town. Really so not conveniently located. Well, we used some lockers to store our bags and then just followed the tram tracks up until we hit the main market square. Yeah, there was a tram, but we figured we might as well just wander. There wasn't really that much to see, but once you get into the city, it's, it's really pleasant. It's a nice little town. Definitely not a big city. We'd been there before, but um, in winter, when was it, like five or six years ago? Oh yeah, I think it was the winter of 2006, 2007. No, no, it no, must no, have been 2007, been 2008. Yeah. yeah, because uh, 2006 we were in Prague for Christmas. Ah, oh, good times. Anyway, um, Anna met us and we went for a, a wander around town, had a really nice lunch in a, it was a little restaurant in a cloister garden. It was uh, the, the gardens of an old monastery. I don't think it still functions. No, I think she said it had been turned into part of the university. I didn't quite follow the story, oh, yeah. but it was complicated. So um, apparently in Rostock, there are seven of everything, like seven <laughs> gates, seven churches, seven of everything. There are seven towers but, in the town hall, yeah, things like that. But this is all a, a myth, and in the past there were dozens and dozens of churches and uh, a few different monasteries belonging to different orders and things like that and just as things got destroyed <laughs> it ended up with seven yeah it's one of those things that, that come around you know maybe at one point there were things you know four or five things where there were seven of it but no yeah These days no now. more no more well yeah lunch was delicious um i had i think you had as well flamkuchen no i had salmon oh that's right but yeah, I had Flammkuchen, which is a type of pizza that's common to Germany and France. Um, and it's not quite an Italian-style pizza base, but it's not dissimilar. It's very thin. And uh, very thin. And there's no tomato sauce, which is kind of yeah, the typical like Italian thing. Um, yeah, creamy sauce and, uh, and cheese with... Uh, Bacon and and well, onion is kind of yeah yeah but the kind of the standard is cheese and bacon and onion is the the most popular. So you can imagine so, that Craig really likes it. Yeah, it was so good, so good. Um, but the cool thing about the uh, the little restaurant there in the the cloister gardens is that it's a cooperative, and most of the staff working there are people with special needs, and so it's. Yeah, it was, it was just a really cool experience. Yeah, yeah, it was really fun. And after that, we went for a bit more of a wander, and Anna took us to the uh, Petrikirke, uh, which has a big tower, which you can climb up, so we got a very good view over the city. Yeah, you can also take the elevator up, and we went, no, no, we'll climb the stairs, 200 of them, that's not much. And we climbed up, but it was so narrow and so steep at times I had trouble putting my giant feet anywhere on the stairs <laughs> I was like going up is fine because all of your momentum is heading mm -hmm. uphill I'm like I think I'll take the elevator back down <laughs> but yeah the views were great and we could see out to uh, along the river towards the the harbor and the the beach area which is because we're up right up the north of Germany along the coast which we didn't get out to this time, but we did last time, and we're planning another trip back in uh, two weeks. Yeah, actually, I think it's next yeah, week. Yeah, you'll, you'll be going up next week, and yeah. I'll come up the week after. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. in two weeks' time. 
Should be really good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, we'll get to explore the beach and, I guess, talk more about Rostock in a future episode. Yeah, but we it's quite should... funny because uh, <laughs> we, we, Anna was the next student of mine and she invited us to come and stay with her all these years ago. We stayed with her and her family and her parents didn't speak much English. They said, no, no, come and stay for Christmas. And we said, okay. <laughs> and we stayed with them for Christmas up in their holiday home in Vustro and it was really great. So now they're saying, you've got to come visit us again. And we're saying... Okay. <laughs> kind of thing you don't turn down. So we're looking forward to seeing them again because it's been some time. Absolutely. Well, it is late at night and we were going to try and make this a short podcast. Mm-hmm. And we have been talking for almost 10 minutes, although I will edit out some of our, our ramblings. <laughs> Let's talk about Leipzig. Leipzig is really cool. We, we decided to go really on the spur of the moment, although we had been planning on going on the way from Dresden to Hamburg. But because of various things, it, it didn't work out. No, it was on the way from Cologne to Dresden, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, yeah because we Cologne was Cologne. where all the problems were. Yeah, yeah. and we'd kind of we scheduled in originally four hours, but then we decided we wanted to sleep in. So we had, I think, two or three hours. Then our train was delayed. We missed the connection, and we managed to just get to Dresden on time. Anyway, so we thought, well, it's fine. We've got this extra day that we shouldn't have on our ACV rail pass, and it's fine. So we left here at around 9 o'clock and got to Leipzig at around 11. Um, I think, it, well, yeah, I think we left yeah, at 9.30. One, one and a half one hours. One and a half hours. It's, it's one hour from Berlin to Leipzig, but, you know, you've still got to factor in getting to the main station and, you know, faffing around a little bit. Yeah, it was fine. Although the train trip on the way back, the train was packed. It was really full, yeah. even in first class. So that was quite surprising. Usually yeah, well, first class is, has a lot more room to it. You know, because it's only an hour away from Berlin, a lot of people commute both ways. Like mm. It took us an hour and a half if you catch the, the fastest train. It's just an hour. And so, yeah, you can commute backwards and forwards. And, yeah. you know, depending on your lifestyle and, and what part of the city you want to live in, the rent in both places can be quite cheap. That's true. And uh, that's something that Leipzig has going for it, that in the outer parts of the city, the rent is really cheap. And so it's attracted a huge amount of artists. And, uh, of course, there's a university there. And uh, so, yeah, there's this nice kind of buzzy feel of of independent art and uh, small galleries and small boutiques and things like that. And, uh, yeah, so part of it felt quite similar to some of the the more arty pieces of uh, places in Berlin, mm-hmm. but without the kind of gentrification and kind of, not prissiness, but, you know, some areas are a bit, a bit flash now. Yeah. It has some really nice buildings, though. I really liked the, um, the university building, which has been recently, I think it's still being finished, but it's, it's you know, it's facades out there. And uh, it's on the site of an old church that was demolished, but they've incorporated a churchy feature with um, kind of a, a steeple facade and one of those roseate windows set off to one side. And it's, it's really good. It, it was quite stunning, actually. Then there's one really, really big tall building that, you know, if, if someone says, go to the tallest building in Leipzig, there's only one. And uh, it's got a panorama floor at the top of it. And actually, that's where the um, the tourism board is located as well. So we made our contact from the tourism board and she took us up to the panorama. And 
told us what everything was. It was great. It was really great. Yeah, it's worth it. If you go up there, uh, there's a restaurant cafe up on the kind of the topmost floor mm-hmm. and uh, we didn't go in there no idea what it's like but uh, to go up onto the uh, kind of the open balcony mm-hmm. at the top of the building is another three euros yeah and uh, you pay that and go through a turnstile and walk up another flight of stairs and you're up on the roof of the building and yeah great views it's the place to go for views certainly yeah. one of the things Leipzig is uh, famous for is Faust uh, which was written by Goethe, and we we went to the cellar, which features in in one of the the famous scenes from the from the book. <laughs> You're about to say from the movie. <laughs> yeah, it was slightly before his time. And uh, <laughs> there are there are these two big statues, one of Faust and the Devil, and on the other side these drunk students. And apparently, it's good luck to rub Faust's foot. So he he's got these really well shone shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, I asked, we did a, a walking and bus tour around the place um, for part of the afternoon and I asked the guide what the deal was if you rubbed the devil's foot and he kind of looked at me. Oh, I, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was wondering, he said it was really, really good luck to rub Faust's foot. You'd get this and you'd get love and you'd get that and you'd get wealth and I was like, yeah, but do you have to sell your soul to the devil because that's not a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually that walking tour was really good. We... Um, I've been thinking recently about whether a walking tour or a bus tour is better because, you know, with a walking tour you get up close and personal with the city, you know, you get to duck into alleys and and see little features. But then quite often there are major factors of a city that you can't walk to, you know, big monuments or important gardens or things like that. And uh, Leipzig has had the great idea of doing both, you know. So you do an hour walking tour and then you hop on a bus and, and do another hour, hour and a half around the city with the same guide. I thought that was quite a good idea. Yeah, it was neat. And because uh, and, uh, we only had, you know, a little bit of time there. So a lot of what we saw, we saw uh, in the restaurant and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also on this tour. And so with that, we saw the um, the, the art galleries or rather the, the lobbies and exterior of some of the, the art galleries and also... And more, more interesting and more revisitable are some of the, the main streets mm-hmm. where people shop. Now, Leipzig's famous for all of the indoor shopping galleries, mm-hmm. um, kind of the gallerias, covered walkways uh, on the inside of buildings, some of them with these amazing light wells with murals and sculptures hanging around them. And so, yeah, we managed to kind of duck in through one of those you'd be walking down the street and and go into a gallery and and pop out a block or two over Mm -hmm. and uh yeah so that was really neat and that's something that's really easy to do especially since the train station is just five minutes walk eight minutes walk away from the main square where you can start to wander around where the main station is conveniently located absolutely uh the other thing that leipzig is famous for is bach bach lived in Bach, <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> he, Johann Sebastian Bach. It was really funny. We went to the museum and there was a um, a family tree, and all of the people in the family seemed to be called Johann Bach something. Johann something Bach. <laughs> yeah. So this was Johann Sebastian. That's why it's important to use all the names. Anyway, he's really famous. He wasn't born there, but he lived in the city for about twenty seven years or something. He was the master of the the choir. 
and uh, it's where he did a lot of his his writing, his composing. And uh, I was really super impressed by the Bach Museum, actually. Yeah, I mean, neither of us are big classical music fans. Uh, Linda more than me, and so I've been quite bored as yeah, we've I gone go, through. Yeah, we've got to go to the Beethoven Museum. Come on, Why? we've got to go to the Mozart Museum. <laughs> um, so I've been to a lot of these classical musicians' homes, birthplaces, place they went to do their laundry kind of museums. We've never done that. Um, as we've gone through <laughs> through Germany. And this museum is one that I can recommend. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, very interactive. Very interactive, yeah, with the music and the life. And the mm-hmm. story was well told. There was a narrative pull that brought you through the building. Yeah. And uh, there were great views of the, uh, the church, St. Thomas's, mm-hmm. as well. And good audio guides. Mm. I've really been noticing audio guides recently. So that was quite cool. Yeah. Well, we went from there down to the Stasi Museum. And the Stasi was the, the East German secret police slash information service. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like the equivalent of going to a, a KGB museum or something like that. Yeah. And it was sobering. Yeah, it was good. It was well done. They left. A, it's located in the old offices of the Stasi, and they've left a lot of it just how it was. So it's quite, I don't know, stark and officey. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting seeing the technology that they had. Like, this was closed down in the late 80s, uh-huh. and it looks like an office from maybe the 50s or something like that, with these very old typewriters yeah. and... Uh, the technology they were using to track phone calls and listen in. It was super was quite advanced. Super advanced, but the technology they were building it with, like the engineering uh-huh, yes. was really advanced. They could listen into hundreds of phone calls through one switchboard. Um, but the the actual machinery itself looked like they bought a whole lot of second hand stuff from you know, that was developed in the 60s. Quite possibly they did. <laughs> yeah. So that was really interesting. Unfortunately, we were running out of time. The museum closed at 6 and we got there at 10 past 5. The um, the woman on the desk said that the audio guide, because everything was in German, there were lots and lots of articles and, you know, the regular things posted on the walls, all in German, but it was a, it was a good audio guide. If you wanted to listen to it all, you really needed at least an hour. Yeah, I'd, I'd recommend an hour for it. I'd say maybe an hour 20, because there were lots of extra bits and pieces. Mm. Well, we had 50 minutes, so we kind of ran through. And then we thought, well, we haven't done enough today, so we went to the zoo. And of course, the zoo closed at 7, and we got there at, I don't know, 20 past (laughs) 6. And the guy was looking at us going, why? (laughs) So we went in, and we thought, no, we'll just quickly see it. We went to a quite interesting Gondwana land enclosure. Unfortunately, we didn't see very many animals. They must have gone to bed already. Yeah, I think so. But they had a little boat ride that you could do as extra, like 150 or something. And we thought, yeah, we'll do the boat trip. And that was quite fun. The boat cheesy. Trip, yeah, the boat trip was fun. And it's uh, a worthwhile addition. Mm-hmm. So this Gondwana Land is a new exhibit that they've opened up. And it's got a lot of tropical species. Um, and the idea is that you're stepping back in time. And yeah, so the, the boat trip took you through like a... A 3D uh, kind of motiony 
experience with moving screens and holograms and stuff like that. And it was cheesy, but it also... It's fun. Uh, after you went through that, you also cruised around the entirety of the enclosure. Mm-hmm. And so you could see like big monitor lizards and things like that out sunning themselves on the banks. Yeah, it was fun. And then luckily, the the zoo closes, but they've got an after-hours exit, so you can just wander around and, and go out at your leisure. So we, we yeah. did. We did that. <laughs> feeling, feeling kind of naughty, like, you know, the, the museum closed at 7, and it's 20 past 7, and then you'd see, like, a mother pushing a pram in the opposite direction away from the gates, and like, yeah, okay. oh, well, it's okay. <laughs> so we just did a big loop and, and found the exit, made our way out. Uh, Steffi from the tourism office had recommended that we visit Kali, which is... Uh, um, kind of the the bar area of the city, so we caught I think two trams to get there, and uh, had a sausage from a, a sausage stall and, and looked at all the bars, wandered up and down. There are lots of shops and restaurants and things, but mm. of course most of them were shut by the time we got there at about eight o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> and then um, yeah, we realised that it was it wasn't far out of town. It was about ten fifteen minutes from the train station. Um, on the tram system, but we also realized that we needed to get back and get on our train. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we, yeah, by the time we had explored and gone, that bar looks interesting, that bar looks interesting. They're all a bit quiet now, but you could feel it beginning to yeah. to, to build, you know, everyone was beginning to arrive at that kind of 8.30 time, mm-hmm. and we were like, and we have to go and get on our train so so we just caught the tram back it was a shame that's all right we did have time for the Leipziger Lurke uh, which is a sweet treat called the Leipzig Lark and uh, it's shaped kind of like a bird's nest and it's filled with marzipan and I thought it was quite delicious the story goes that back in the day Leipzigers ate Lark and it was outlawed and so they they made the the bakers made this sweet treat it doesn't taste anything like bird <laughs> <laughs> no it's a marzipan pastry and uh, the other thing that's got in it is a little um, cherry mm-hmm. like a maraschino cherry kind of thing and that was meant to be you finding the the bird mm-hmm. you know once once you found that on the inside so great yeah mm-hmm. it was it was overly sweet for me but uh, you know if you're not a big marzipan fan Give it a go because it's not pure marzipan, um, but yeah, it was it was a nice way to to finish the day. So yeah, that was our time in Leipzig. I think we should go back because you know it's not too yeah. far away and there's still so much more to see. I mean, we gave it one day, which was stupid, but you know we didn't have any other options. To me, out of uh, you know, it, to me it seemed like the perfect city break kind of city like a weekend away um, yeah a weekend away you can fly into berlin and then just transfer straight onto the train mm-hmm. and head down there and then back again and it's i think with two days you could really get familiar with it and explore these different mm-hmm. neighborhoods um there's one whole development of apartments and artist galleries called the Spinnerai, mm-hmm. which we didn't have a chance to see. Um, there was some it's an old beautiful... old factory. We, yeah. we had passed it on the bus tour. It yeah. was pointed out to us. We went, ooh. Ooh, that's where we need to go back to. We have no time. No time. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think with two days you could um, have enough time to go and see some of the, the galleries, go into 
the Bach's place, go into um, the St. Thomas's Church while the St. Thomas's Choir are singing. Yes, so like, what's that pe- Friday pe- afternoon, isn't it? People pay hundreds of dollars for tickets when this choir goes on tour and for a couple of euros every weekend i think it's yeah either friday or saturday i think it might be friday afternoon um, and saturday morning yeah you like can that. just pay a couple of euros and go in and and see them perform it's amazing um so yeah I, to me that's how how it feels like you need two days and you can you can see a lot yeah i think so i mean I would have liked to have spent even more time there, maybe three or four days. But mm. I think with two, if you if you have a good itinerary, you can you can see most of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's that beautiful park out to the north of the city oh, with yeah. the, the lake and all the, the rivers and canals in the city leading to it. So um, if you're feeling active, you could hire a kayak and make your way up there or do a little boat cruise and things like that. And they were things we just didn't have time to do. That's true. So we'll be back (laughs) on a Friday. (laughs) (laughs) We will indeed. Um, And that uh, was the end of our Indie Germany trip. So we, uh, yeah, we certainly made the use of those passes over the last few months. We've told you about our time, well, from the south to the very north of Germany, from Munich Munich. and then up along the Rhine, yeah, Nuremberg, Bonn and Cologne. And then cutting right across the country to Dresden. Yep. And then uh, almost zigzagging our way back up to yeah. Hamburg. Via Bremen. Via Bremen. And then, yeah, over to, to Rostock. Rostock. And then down to Leipzig and back to Berlin. I think that covers most of the major cities. Yeah, I mean, there were a few we didn't get we to. We didn't get to Frankfurt. Uh, we didn't get, get to Düsseldorf. And I love Düsseldorf. I would highly <laughs> yes. recommend it. I was just so surprised when we were there last year. It was it was great. It was. But I mean, you can see everything that you can do with one of these Germany rail passes. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we haven't done the final maths yet. We should sort that out. But um, yeah, it worked out with five days of travel over one month. Because uh, we're over 26, you have to get first class tickets. Mm-hmm. It worked out to 45 euros per person per travel day. And... Quite often, even in second class, the trips that we were doing cost kind of 50 to 80 mm-hmm. by on the day. But quite often we'd do two of those in one day. That's right. Because we'd go not from A to C, but from A to B, stop, wander around for three or four hours, have lunch, have a look, and then do that again. Well, I think that's the major thing about these passes is that you have lots of flexibility. You don't have to be stuck committed to one route that you're going mm. to take and uh, yeah you can decide to just go oh why don't we why don't we stop here for the for the afternoon or, or let's travel tomorrow instead or, yeah. or whatever yeah it's absolutely great but uh, yeah to get the most of it you really want to leave early and arrive late and make sure you stop in at one or two interesting places along the way yeah I also think it's important to look into how much your trip would cost like when you're trying to decide what, what ticket to get, whatever kind of um, European rail pass, do some research into the, you know, kind of a, a basic itinerary. If you're planning on going from city A to city B, find out how much it costs to buy a regular ticket. Also find out how much it costs to, to get a bus ticket or to travel by some other means, maybe by plane if it's quite a long distance. And then make some notes and, and see how much it costs to travel on the day. And then... 
if all of these prices are more than the 45 euros or whatever it would be for the per day price of a URL pass or a German URL pass in this case, then go for it. That's when you really, really make money or save money. Mm, absolutely. And the uh, more money you save on transport, the more you can spend in mm -hmm. the cafes. Yeah. I think these are really, really good uh, options when you don't want to travel every single day. Mm. I mean, a lot of people, when we first did our URL travel, oh, we one of these 15 <laughs> days in a row and we just went mad, 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 mad. So I really like this idea of so many travel days within a month. Yeah, more time and seeing more and doing more rather than just taking photos of the front of buildings. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it worked really well for us and I think it could work for quite a lot of other travellers as well. Mm. Well, coming up for us, uh, my sister arrives in Berlin tomorrow and we're uh, hosting her here at our place for a week. So we'll, well, I'm hoping I'll have time to do lots of fun touristy stuff with her and go and see a bit more of the city um, there's lots of places that I know about that I'll be taking her to, but yeah, we'll see what else we get up to and hopefully do some new things as well. And then, yeah, Linda and I are here for the summer. So yeah, if you're coming through Berlin, drop us a line. Uh, you can find our contact details at IndieTravelPodcast.com, uh, Facebook.com slash IndieTravel or Twitter.com slash IndieTravel. You'll find us there. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Well, that's us for this week. Until next week, travel well.